Welcome to Main Menu for the week of May 8th through May 14, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is good to have you with us here on Main Menu again this week. If you're a returning listener, if you're a new listener, welcome aboard. We're more than happy to have you here and hope that you'll come back quite often and be with us here on Main Menu. I want to thank Larry Turnbull, the Managing Director of ACB Radio, for standing in for me last week while I was out enjoying some vacation. And thank you, Larry, for a great show and really appreciate it. And it was some great information about the Apple Watch last week. Well, this week we are very busy again. We have Jeff Bishop, the co-producer of Main Menu and... Assistant Director of ACB Radio is going to be bringing us an interview from the AFB Leadership Conference that was held earlier this year. And he's going to be talking to someone from Sun Sounds Radio. And they are going to be talking about all of the things that are going on with Sun Sound Radio and the IAAIS radio reading services around the world and what's going on with them and what's going on with radio reading services around the world. And I think you'll find that to be a very interesting interview. And then we have Joseph Lee coming back from Envy Access and Joseph is going to bring the, the first part of a two-part presentation on transitioning from using JAWS for Windows or WindowWise to using NVDA as your primary screen reader. It's a very interesting presentation, lots of good questions, and we're going to be airing the first part of it today on Main Menu, and you'll get to hear the second part next week. And I think you'll find some very interesting information, and uh, if you're thinking about possibly transitioning from your current screen reader to NVDA, this is going to be a very valuable group of information for you that Joseph is going to bring you today. And then Jeff Bishop will come back to us, and he will be interviewing someone from Helen Keller Foundation about a big project that they have going on. Very interesting project that I think you'll be quite interested in hearing about and looking into. It's going to be providing a lot of variable information about access and access to a lot of new material that you may be interested in hearing about and reading. So that's what's up today on Main Menu. We hope you have a great week this week, and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Here at ACB Radio's Main Menu, we are always looking for your feedback. Whether you have a comment or a question on something you've heard in our past show, a comment on something you've seen on our website, or a suggestion for something that you would like to see us cover on a future main menu, please feel free to get in touch with us. You can always contact us by email at mainmenu at acbradio.org, on Twitter at mainmenu, or you can find all of our information on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon. 
Hello everyone, I'm here at the AFB Leadership Conference and I'm standing in front of the Sun Sounds Radio Reading Service and uh, Andrea is here. Hi there. Hey Jeff, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Well, I have been a Sun Sounds uh, volunteer in my you know, distant past, very distant past, <laughs> but uh, I'm also a listener and you just gave me some information that, that you actually represent the National Organization for Radio Reading Services as well. So tell us what's going on with Sun Sounds and then kind of give us a heads up. What's going on with, with radio reading services around the country? What's kind of new in that space? Well, I will, I'm doing double duty today. I'm here with the IAAIS, and that's the International Association of Audio Information Services, and we represent reading services around the country. We are a membership organization, and also I'm here with Sun Sounds of Arizona. Now, as far as what's going on with radio reading around the country, one of the things that we really have to watch out for is state funding, because a lot of reading services that yes. are funded by the state, they're having funding taken away from them. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of trying to stay on the air. Um, what the IAAIS is doing is trying to work with legislators and work with the station to get the word out about what's going on and try to do a little lobbying to get that money back, you know, to try to get that money back from them. Um, because many services rely on that state funding to to use their, for their service. Sure. Yeah, many, some of them have closed even, right? Some of the radio reading Yes, we're finding closed. that a lot of services have closed over the past few years. And what's happening with us is we're getting a phone call saying, oh, by the way, we're closing next week. Oof. You know, so there's not much we could do at that point. Now, if we know a service is having trouble... You uh, can step we, in and help. Yeah, we want to hear about it in the early stages because we don't want it to get to that point. We want to try to keep as many stations on the air as possible. Absolutely. Um, the great thing now, though, is with, with streaming, uh, that is another way for people to access... Uh, reading and information services around the country. Mm -hmm. So even if certain areas do not have uh, an active service, they are able with the um, iBlink app. Yeah, the iBlink radio from yeah, Tech. To, uh, to stream services around the country. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. very, very good. All right. So now what's going on with Sun Sounds? Uh, lots, of, oh. lots of exciting stuff going on there. Okay, with Sun Sounds, we... Uh, this is something the audience really can't tell, but in the, on the back end, we have a whole new broadcast system. We have all new editing software. We all have, new toys. We have all new toys. Yes. And we love it because it's a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Um, we don't have to worry about the, the, uh, our equipment going down. Um, yeah. If by some chance a, a listener may hear something a little wonky on the air, that's because we're still learning the new system. There you go. And there's that learning curve. Absolutely. But we're very excited. We have two new programs coming on the air. Uh, one program, which has aired already, it's called Touch of Grey, and I think if uh, most boomers can kind of relate to that one. And the, the show it, the show has AARP Magazine and also AARP Bulletin. So if you're a baby boomer, the show is for you. Oh, okay. And then we also have another show, and it's called Sound Living, and it's a talk show that is it's on the third and fifth Saturday of the month, and it just talks to people in the community. Um, 
and basically how to lead a good life with disabilities, what resources are available and our first show is going to be on SpokeFit, the okay. uh, fitness center that's in great. Phoenix. Yeah, that's great. So, well, how can people find out more about SunSounds? Very easy. It is sunsounds.org. Okay. S-U-N-S-O-U-N-D-S dot org. Uh -huh. Or you can call 480-774-8300. 480-774-8300. The service is free. Yeah. So anyone who would like the service, just call up. We'll set you up with the radio if that's how you choose to listen. Or you can go online and at sunsounds.org and you can and listen, listen that way. Yep. Absolutely. Now, does the national organization have a website as well? Yes, the national organization, it is the IAAIS.org. That's IAAIS.org. Okay, and I bet, I bet all of the radio reading services around the country are linked there. Yes, uh, if you go to the website, it says find service, and if you click on that, you end up uh, being able to locate a service in your area or to see if your area does have a service. That's great. Um, if you need to get in touch with the IAAIS or the IAAIS, is so fluently That's easier it. to yeah. say, actually. Uh, the phone number is 800-280-5325. Okay, that's Again, great. 800-280-5325. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, Jeff, for stopping by. Welcome to NVIDIACON 2015.1. This is session 2-1, non-visual way to transition from JAWS to NVIDIA. My name is Joseph Lee, uh, one of the organizers of NVIDIACON, and I'll be one of the speakers uh, at this uh, session and subsequently on the sessions throughout today. This is the first session for March 21st, 22nd for some. Uh, this is non-visual transition from JAWS to NVDA. So we'll talk about uh, some of the similarities and differences between JAWS and NVDA using different synthesizers, of course, and some tips when it comes to switching from JAWS to NVDA and vice versa. We will mention WindowWise along the way because it is it, it is no uh, WindowWise is one of the most one of the popular screen readers out there too. So we should not forget about WindowWise as well. And we do have a resident WindowWise expert with us. So. Uh, for those who are on voice activation, I'd like to request that you go to push mode, push or talk mode for a moment. And if you have any questions or comments, I will, op I will, I'd like to request that you wait until Q and A, and that's then uh, I will unlock this room so that we can have questions and answers come in. And I will go say this again. And if you have Q and A, if you have questions during the Q and A. Uh, or comment if you wish, go to the edit box, the second edit box, that is the chat edit window, type Q, the letter Q only, press enter, and, you, and you're good to go. And I'll try my best to recognize you in order of uh, order of your chat arrivals. Okay. Uh, first of all, before we actually can get into content, I'd like to congratulate Freedom Scientific for 20 years of JAWS for Windows. JAWS Windows was first released in 1995 uh, for Windows 3.0, and it has proven to be one of the most successful, most popular screen readers for Microsoft Windows. 
there were other players who has gone and by, who have came and gone. Um, but at this point, as of 20 years later, Jaws Windows is still one of the most popular and still dominates the screen reader market. And then several years ago, NVIDIA came along and in several years later, uh, LA, oh, excuse me, several years later, NVIDIA came along the scene, uh, potentially becoming a powerful competitive screen reader on the screen on the Windows uh, ecosystem. Uh, so due to popularity and some of the features of JAWS and with the success that Freedom Scientific has gone through for the past uh, two decades, uh, on behalf of NVIDIA users, I would like to congratulate uh, JAWS on its 20th birthday, which was celebrated in CSUN 2015. Okay, so, so let's go through some of the similarities between these JAWS windows and NVIDIA. Um, First of all, both are screen readers for Microsoft Windows. Uh, both support certain aspects of Microsoft Office, and both have excellent support for some of the web browsers such as IE, Internet Explorer, Firefox, and they're starting to support Chrome. And, and then both support various speech synthesizers, and most importantly, both have support for Vocalizer, by the way. Both have support for Braille displays, and allow computer braille to be input to be received from the braille display. Sorry about that. Both have facilities to extend its functionality via scripts or in NVIDIA world is add-ons. Although for technical purposes, it we would call it scripts. And uh, sorry about that. So, but then the way it's written is quite different. Uh, JAWS uses like a visual basic type language, or like a Pascal in terms of syntax, and NVIDIA uses pure Python for scripts, uh, scripting facilities. <clears throat> uh, both support touch as a JAWS 15, which I'll be demonstrating because uh, I don't have license for JAWS 16. If it was, I would have, I would have been able to test some MathML support <clears throat> in JAWS 16 via a new try build for NVIDIA. Both support latest versions of up Windows operating systems, that is Windows 8.1, <clears throat> on the desktop side at least, not RT. And NVXS at least is working on gathering input for Windows 10 support, and I'm sure Freedom Scientific also is also doing that as well. And so is Windowwise. Both have excellent facilities for browse mode or virtual cursor, and they have extensive commands to move to different elements of a web page. They do have a dialogue to pop up lists of links, headings, and so forth. Uh, <clears throat> although there are similarities between JAWS and NVDA, there are several subtle differences that you need to be aware of. First of all, uh, JAWS for Windows is closed source. That is to say, Freedom Scientific has ultimate control over what goes into JAWS for Windows and they do take care of, they do um, take user suggestions into considerations and bug fixes as well. Uh, NVDA, on the other hand, is open source and is free. So you can study the source code and then you can improve upon it anytime, anywhere. And it's free, unlike JAWS for Windows, which costs upwards of $1,000. Uh, it, it is still expensive uh, in terms of blindness screen reader market, but um, 
most of these are purchased by government agencies and whatnot to be distributed to the clients. Uh, at this point, JAWS has support for remote desktop and Citrix, and it does have free and paid variety of tandem functionality that is controlling another instance of JAWS. Uh, as opposed to NVIDIA does not really have a facility for remote access, remote desktop, although there's a funding campaign out there to allow tandem-like functionality to be built, created in NVIDIA. And NVXS did promise that they will work on supporting Citrix and remote desktop in the future. Uh, JAWS has better support for Office, especially into the more professional aspect of Office, such as access, uh, project, and so forth. Whereas NVDA is more towards document reading and web navigation. And JAWS was embraced a lot by professional application uh, developers and users, especially those who are in enterprise environments. Whereas NVDA was embraced by web design web designers and accessibility ex and test uh, testers. And one another crucial difference is that uh, you do need video intercept because JAWS works with uh, JAWS works with video intercept because JAWS will look into what screen says, you know, try to interpret interpret it directly. Whereas NVIDIA uses accessibility APIs exclusively, sometimes resorting to display model. Um, but then uh, NVIDIA does have access to certain programs in its portable form. Whereas in JAWS, you have to install video intercept to unlock its full functionality when using portable mode. Uh, at this point, support, at this point, um, in terms of displays, NVA lacks in certain areas such as grade two input, although people are researching about that. JAWS still has limitations too. Uh, uh, there are instances where JAWS may not have access to certain things when you do, when you read text in tab order, there's insert B or JAWS key B. Whereas in some cases, NVA can read some things that JAWS cannot read. And uh, uh, some of the command structures are different. Most, some of the commands are same, while other advanced commands are different. For example, often navigation uh, is a special speciality of NVDA. And JAWS recently added this in touch mode, in touch cursor in JAWS 15, which I'll be demonstrating right now. For this demonstration, uh, before we go into Q&A about, I don't know how long it'll be, uh, JAWS will be represented, spoken by ETI Eloquence. And, whoa, JAWS will be spoken by ETI Eloquence and NVDA will be represented by Nuance Vocalizer. I'll be using my laptop, one with a touchscreen, to uh, to demonstrate these. This was JAWS. 9.27 a.m. Speech off. And this is NVDA. Speech mode talk. Let me shut down. Pitch 50. Volume 80. Voice event. Variant compact. Rate 70. Rate, rate, rate 55. Task switching list. Icon. Whoa, that's loud. Very voice, volume, voice, of volume, folder view, volume 70, volume 6, volume 70. All right, so this is Nuance Vocalizer, and this will represent NVDA. Speech mode off. Uh, 
Let me talk about, let me go through some differences then. The first question that people often ask is, uh, how can I read screen content? This is obviously the first question. And how do I root mouse to current system cursor? In JAWS world, it is called PC cursor. In NVIDIA world, it's system focus, but both are the same. And JAWS cursor is where you would use mouse to navigate this mouse or other facilities and some advanced features to navigate the screen. In NVIDIA, it's a combination of review modes and review cursor. Uh, in JAWS for Windows, uh, you would use uh, JAWS cursor if you want to read screen content. For example, in the control panel. Screenshot. Context menu to navigate, press up or down arrow key, programs and features, F. This is Windows 8.1, by the way. Leaving menus, all control panel items, action center link, remote app and desktop, connections manager, remote app and desktop. That's with two tips enabled. You can ask JAWS at two tips enabled even in advanced verbosity. In NVDA, you can do that uh, from the object presentation. Now, the PC cursor command is PC. I'm using uh, advanced verbosity, sorry about that. <clears throat> let me use JAWS cursor, let me root JAWS to JAWS to PC. JAWS to PC cursor. Uh, I'll talk about what the command is in NVIDIA world shortly. So if I say use the top all control panel items, what I'll do is I'll use arrow keys to navigate through the screen content. Bear in mind that some newer programs will not let you use JAWS cursor nor screen review in NVIDIA to navigate screen content. Adjust your computer settings view by small icons. Action center add features to Windows 8.1 administrative tools. Autoplay BitLocker drive encryption color management. Credential manager date and time default programs. Device manager devices and printers display. All right. So the question might be, how do I root drop mouse to JAWS cursor? Let me... Blank. Display this ease. Display ease, ease of access center, make your computer easier to use. I will just uh, do left mouse click here. Left click, ease of access center, link. Always scan this section, checkbox not checked, the PC. I switch back to PC cursor, so I press numpad divide to root the mouse to JAWS cursor and click it there. 40%, team, contact, leaving menus, all control. You can do all sorts of things here. You can root PC to JAWS, you can root JAWS to PC and whatnot. That is one way of reading screen content. The other way would be insert B, that is reading in tab order. Or if you have JAWS 15 or later, you can do this. Touch. What I did is I press shift numpad plus to enable touch. And if I use arrow keys. Icon, button, auto play, link. Icon, button, credential manager, link. Icon, button, device manager, link. Icon, button, ease of access center, link. What I'm doing is I'm pressing left and right arrows to move to the next object. Icon, button, device manager, lit icon, button, credential manager, icon, but auto play, lit icon, button, action center, icon, but line down, icon, button. And so forth. Now, um, an object is a screen element. That is, it could be toolbars, menu bar, edit fields, combo boxes, status bar, etc. In NVIDIA world, it is known as objects or screen controls. And if you have JAWS 15 or later, this is also applicable to Windows 7 as well. You can use this to navigate the object hierarchy. Touch cursor, double tap to activate the PC cursor. Now I press numpad plus. The PC. 
I'm back at PC cursor. Now this was with JAWS for Windows. I'm using JAWS 15. Speech off. Now let me use NVDA this time. Speech mode talk. Uh, this is uh, nuanced vocalizer speaking. Now, let me activate the equivalent of uh, what is it? equivalent of a JAWS cursor, and that is screen review. Oh yeah. Screen review. Action Center add features to Windows 8.1 administrative tools. Now, I, what I had to do because. JAWS was loaded later, I had to press JAWS key with number row 3 to pass it through, and I had to press caps lock with numpad 7 or numpad home. My setup is such that insert keys act as JAWS key and, and NVIDIA uses caps lock key. Autoplay bit locker drive encryption color management. Credential manager date and time default programs. Now, if you have more than two screen readers, more than one screen reader running, we have to if you want to use a screen reader that was loaded earlier, you have to pass a command to the operating system first. In this case, JAWS is in, um, JAWS key with number row three. In NVDA world, it's NVDA key with F2. Before you can execute commands that conflict with the other screen reader. What I'm doing is I'm pressing numpad nine to move to the lines. Device manager devices and printers display. Okay, let me move back up. Uh, Credential manager date and time default programs. Autoplay bit locker drive encryption color management. Action Center add features to Windows 8.1 administrative tools. Now, there was screen review. What if I want to navigate using um, touch cursor-like equivalents? It turns out NVIDIA had this functionality from an early age, from an early days. And JAWS touch cursor is equivalent to NVIDIA's optional navigation, like this. Action Center link focused review recent messages and resolve problems with your computer. Control ID for Action Center window. Icon button change default settings. Autoplay link change default settings for CDs. Icon button manage your Windows credentials. Credential manager link manage your Windows credentials. Icon button view and update your device manager link view and update your hardware. Icon button make your piece of access center link make your computer easier to use. Now, uh, what I'm doing is I'm using NVDA key with right arrows, or numpad right arrow, that's numpad 6, to move through different objects. Icon button make your device manager link icon button view and up credential manager link manager. Let me go to ease of access and to just using option navigation. Icon button view and device manager icon button ease of access center link make your computer easier to. To do there are several ways of doing left mouse clicks here. I can do this. Ease of access center make your computer easier to use. I don't know if you'll be able to hear the beep, but that told me that. Uh, mouse has now been rooted to where I am. And to activate this in NVIDIA world, uh, I can either press numpad divide or if I press NVIDIA key with numpad enter or NVIDIA enter on laptop. Activate. Ease of access center link make your computer easier to use. Always scan this section checkbox not checked all plus O. And now press all the four to exit. Team talk four clock. Now, there are instances where this will not work, where screen review will not work. I'll show you one of those. Rx 0.00 kptx object review plan. And I'm back to the object review. So there's a certain kind of app that will not let you use screen review, nor JAWS cursor, for that instance. Startups list list of programs in this view. 
Team Talk Startup Mail Row Team Talk Startups List List of Program People Row 5 Call Photo Weather Row News Logo Hot Plate May Have Sparked Fire That Killed 7 Nick Weather Rose You may see this laggy That's only because I have two screen readers running at the same time Weather I opened the weather app in, a, in one of the Windows Store apps, and uh, this weather is app. weather app. Now, okay. Search box. Enter to submit weather app. Now, I had to uh, I had to let Jaws uh, ignore the next case row and press NVIDIA space. Now, this is an instance where JavaScript or no screen review will not work. And I'll give NVD example first. Screen review. Blank. Now, if I attempt to navigate this. Right. Blank. Left. 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 Top. Bottom. Bottom. Blank. Nothing's there. Same with JAWS. Document review. Los Angeles. Object review. Weather, weather. Document review allows you to read the contents of a web page and is similar to virtual cursor in JAWS. This was NVDA. Speech mode off. Speech on. Now with JAWS cursor. JAWS the virtual PC. Blank. Los Angeles. MSN Los Angeles. Los, Los Angeles. MS check the home adopt. In some cases it'll work, but sometimes it will not. Today 62 degree virtual PC. If I enable Internet Explorer, for instance, Google Internet Explorer provided by Toshiba News app page search. Now, touch weather today 62 degrees Fahrenheit. Click the change. Google Internet Explorer provided by Toshiba News app page. Jaws to PC back toolbar. Privacy lit term blank plus UG times virtual. In some, I mean, it's not. It's working now at this point. I don't know what happened there, but. Uh, there are some cases where JavaScript will not work. And these were newer applications. Screen reader does not work in some cases also. I'll exit both. Team Talk 4 Classic. Weather. Team Desktop. Weather. Touch 60 to touch cursor. The touch virtual P. Menu. File to move through. Leaving menus. Folder. Or it might be that I press a touch cursor key. That's why. Uh, the other differences would be the way you configure stuff. And JAWS, since 12, it, they have what's called Setting Center. That is a tree view of items that, when you open this whoop, a tree view of items where you can press space and whatnot to change settings. And uh, it is still present in JAWS 15 and JAWS 16 as well. In NVDA, you have to go to Preferences Dialogs to change these. Uh, and then there are dedicated shortcut keys for most of the settings dialogs. Uh, speech uh, for speech dictionary is special for speech dictionaries. NVIDIA does support regular expression that is special symbols used to specify patterns. Uh, I believe JAWS doesn't support that yet at this point, I believe. And uh, both of the screen readers allow you to configure uh, commands. To your liking. So, uh, for NVIDIA World is input gesture dialog, for JAWS is keyboard manager. And there's an add on for NVDA uh, called Rapid Settings that simulates Setting Center in JAWS for Windows. That is, you have a tree view items and you can press space to change various settings. 
There are certain scripts or add-ons for NVDA that allows you to transition to JAWS, transition from JAWS and vice versa. If you're coming from JAWS world and if you want, if you miss the system tray icons, because that's not that's not a, that's not available in NVDA, unless you install this particular add-on called System Tree List. Uh, you, for from both screen readers with NVDA with the System Tray add-on. Insert F11 or NVIDIA key F11, JAWS F11 will bring up that list like this. Select the system tray icon dialog. Select the system tray icon list box. And, new list view, Intel and so forth. Speech off. Speech mode talk. Now, in, if I have the system tray icon installed, if I press NVIDIA F11. System tray list dialog. Icons on the system tray list. And so forth. Team uh, talk for classic V. And then you can go to system tray without using screen reader commands by pressing and using Windows B. And go to test by use Windows T or Windows Tab for some older versions. And for JAWS, it'll be insert F10. With NVDA, with a system tray icon, add on is insert F11 twice quickly. Uh, whereas um, for terms of commands, whereas JAWS, when you choose a particular keyboard layout, automatically assigns caps lock as a JAWS key. Uh, NVDA, whether or not you have desktop or laptop layout, uh, you can choose from insert key on the numpad, six pad, or the caps lock key. So that's why if you're going to use more than one screen reader, uh, I'd like to recommend that you leave one of those out for the other screen reader to use. And if you're using JAWS for Windows, uh, I recommend using insert key uh, for JAWS key and caps lock for NVDA key if you want to do that, if you want to use both in some cases. Uh, so other differences, touchscreens. Uh, for touchscreen commands, JAWS has slightly better support for touchscreens, although NVIDIA is catching up. And, uh, and both screen readers use commands inspired from by voiceover on iOS. And uh, NVIDIA does have specific touch mode to read content using review cursor. Review cursor, you use numpad keys or NVIDIA key arrow keys on laptop to read contents of a control or document or screen. And JAWS for Windows does have, does have that uh, if it wants as at least it does have equivalent to what NVIDIA calls object mode. That is, you would use finger flicks to move through different controls on the screen. And review modes, one last take on that is, review modes is similar to JAWS restriction. That is, if I do this, Speech mode off. Speech on. if I press JAWS key with R, not available for PC. JAWS to PC. if I switch to JAWS cursor, real, current, focus, frame, unrestricted, application, real, current, focus, frame, under application, PC. You can control where the JAWS cursor can go. And for NVIDIA world, it's equivalent to review mode in that you can control how where the review cursor can go. Speech off. Speech mode talk. And there are other change, there are other differences between those two, uh, such as when it comes to reading certain things in Microsoft Office, working with certain aspects of web browsing, such as um, using virtual cursor navigator flash and JAWS, whereas you have to use embedded object mode to go through flash content in NVDA. Uh, unlike JAWS, NVIDIA doesn't have a separate dialog for form controls, headings, and whatnot in browse mode. 
uh, for, for form controls and insert F5, for heading system insert F6, and for link system insert F7. Although, if you in JAWS, if you use JAWS key F7, it will bring up a list of links. But in NVG, it will be LMS list, where it will bring up a list of uh, headings, li links, landmarks, and so forth. Um, Windows 10 wise, well, looking into the future, uh, NVIDIA has better support for Windows 10 now. Of the screen readers out there, uh, Narrator and NVIDIA seems to be the ones that has better support for Windows 10. Window wise, some people have claimed, I'm sure our Windows wise reading expert can correct me, certain aspects of Windows 10 are not usable with, with uh, Window wise. JAWS, people say, it crashes, although it hasn't been verified yet. Um, and uh, there are certain cases where JAWS may crash, Windows Windows 10 may crash and whatnot. It's still in working progress. Uh, but then I'm sure Freedom Scientific is working on it for JAWS 17 release at the earliest, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, by summer of this year, or rather by the end of this year, I'm sure by JAW 17 or by NVIDIA 2015.4, when a Windows 9 point something, 9.0 point that supports uh, Windows 10 according to AI squared. Majority of uh, mainstream screen readers for Microsoft Windows who have support for Windows 10 and so forth. And I believe that's what I can do about JAWS and NVIDIA at this point. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please do uh, write in text chat so that I can try to answer it. Or if you have comments about what I just talked about, please do share your comments. If to do that, press tab until you go to the edit field, not the multi-line, but the next one. Type Q or C if you have comments, press enter, and that way I will know uh, who has questions or comments on that. So let's open up for a Q&A, folks. Okay, Roger Stewart has a question. Yeah, okay, I just want to know, is there a way in uh, NVDA that you can actually move the mouse uh, with focus? Like when you've got the uh, JAWS uh, cursor on, you're actually controlling the mouse when you use the numpad keys. Is there a way to do that in NVDA, or will that feature be coming soon, do you know? Uh, for now, at this point, um, I don't think so. That is to say, if you want to move mouse to where system focus is, you have to use uh, NVDA key numpad divide to route the mouse to wherever the navigate object is. And in case you have your told option navigation, uh, navigate object that is an object of interest in NVDA to not follow focus, then you have to let navigate object follow focus first before you can route the mouse to that particular control. And you have pointed out JAWS cursor does work with mouse. And review cursor is similar, similar to that, but then mouse will not move um, at that point unless you move it yourself. So it's, it's a manual labor. Um, well, uh, when you are speaking about JAWS and NVDA and so forth, um, there is a thing that you have mentioned, it's a video intercept. Well, uh, I have to 
comment out that one good side about switching to NVDA from JAWS is uh, that you can use uh, Firefox directly without video, video intercept and uh, you don't have to uh, <clears throat> rely on this type of uh, giving information to your screen reader. Unfortunately, that's the bad side of JAWS uh, because when something breaks down when you install JAWS, especially video intercept, you don't have an option to <clears throat> turn on uh, to use a Firefox. I'm sorry, I pardon. You'll have no option to use it because your video support, your video intercept was breaking down. And that's the uh, actual problem of JAWS. So that's one plus of NVDA. That's a good point. Uh, right. In some cases, uh, I would say, my guess at least, is that Firefox exposes certain things that NVIDIA is good at. And it is true that if you, if, if, if the installation of JAWS doesn't go well, then it may have some repercussions or may, if, may have uh, issues later on, especially when it comes to video intercepts and whatnot. And this is one of those things that prevents JAWS from being used as effectively as a portable, screen, portable copy in that if you don't have JAWS, uh, installed on a particular system that you're working with and if you want to take it with you and if you want to be authorized that is using more than for, for more than 40 minutes you have to have a dongle with you and then you have to have a USB flash drive with enough room for a JAWS uh, portable copy and uh, an installation file for video intercept and that once you're done with JAWS you have to um, turn it off and there's one good advantage of NVDA I'm sure AI square uh, I'm sure Windows does come in portable copy unless if I'm wrong for now. Uh, and the Bhavai Shah has a question. And hi there, uh, who just joined us, who was a speaker for Google Apps last time. In JAWS, you get FS Reader, a Daisy player bundled with the screen reader. Does NV Access or NVDA developers have any plan to incorporate a Daisy player with NVDA or collaborate with uh, the collaborate with the developers of Amos, another open source Daisy player? No. Uh, at this point, NV Access is more more concerned about feature sets at this point to making sure it works out of the box and uh, FS reader right because that's another thing that Charles stands out FS reader a researcher text analyzer flexible web and so forth these were added in recent versions and recent versions of Joshua Windows especially Josh 11 onwards uh, and a uh, as for FS as for FS reader equivalent on NVDA 
I don't think so. That's just me, but you may I want to add, add access about that. There are open source open source. Um, I'm sure there are some free Daisy players that are sort of open source if it, if that's possible. And if it seems inaccessible, then we can ask some developers to add access accessibility tools into it, or we can script NVDA to do so. And speaking of FS Reader, Josh has research which has been proven valuable, proven valuable for certain people, where you have a term, and Josh will look at a term for you. And um, some people like it, some people don't. It's up to their preference. Source it with text analyzer, uh, flexible web, OCR, which NVIDIA come NVIDIA has a script for it, add-on, and so forth. So I would say some of the things that Jaws is good at, Jaws is good at, NVIDIA can be done. You know, you can use this sort of similar products from other sources to accomplish the same thing, such as Daisy readers and whatnot. I believe Zivalver has a comment also. Yes, I have a comment. Once more, it's uh, regarding the OCR add-on. <clears throat> well, it's a good replacement for uh, it's a good replacement for a um, convenient OCR feature, but uh, there are some features lacking, like. Uh, you cannot switch recognition languages on the fly. And the uh, one bad thing recently uh, that some users state, especially one user from Poland who uses it as a CAPTCHA solving tool in Firefox because it can be used in that manner. Um, there is no update uh, of uh, Tesseract engine included. There is an updated Tesseract, but Jamie hasn't released the um, updated add-on version with Tesseract. And uh, that's one of the problems of <clears throat> NVDA OCR add-on. Yes, that's a good point. And for those who have just joined us, we're talking about switching from JAWS to NVIDIA and vice versa. So, and that's a good point. Uh, for those who don't know about this, uh, NVIDIA is, for NVIDIA users, uh, there is an add-on out there called OCR that performs similar functionality to JAWS. And then, what happened is that they now have a new version of the engine that is used in OCR. But due to uh, language selection, size of the files, and whatnot, uh, Jamie Te, one of the developers at NVIDIA, suggested, uh, said that it is hard to decide which language to include, which languages to include in OCR and what which one to exclude. If so, if we include all the languages, according to Jamie, it will run into hundreds of megabytes. And that's what happens when you install JAWS, in that if you enable OCR, it'll download OCR package from the web. And somehow it'll do that uh, after you install it. Uh, so it's a matter of which languages to include and your file size and whatnot at this point. 
Well, I have to follow up with my um, uh, with the um, uh, my next reply to your comment or to my comment. I have to reply to myself. Um, <clears throat> the uh, problem can be solved if Jamie configures the add-on so that there is a uh, languages directory and that um, languages, the data files for languages can be copied manually by the user itself. That can be a um, regression, a way how to solve the issue which Jamie uh, has met with. Uh, okay, that's a good point too. In that case, uh, you might want to send an email to Jamie at nvaccess.org, and he does have a Twitter handle. If you want to talk, if you, if anybody wants to talk to him about OCR, want to suggest something, uh, his Twitter handle is jcsteh. That's his Twitter handle. His email address is Jamie at nvaccess.org. At this point, uh, we don't want to. We don't. Although we do encourage people to file tickets, but for, in terms of OCR, since I believe there's a ticket already uh, that was filed that talks about this particular issue, um, uh, I think it might be much better to talk to Jamie directly regarding this matter and to bring to our attention the developers and users so that we can talk about something later. And Baba Shu has a question, I believe, in the comment. So I'm Bhavya. And uh, I'm not a technical programmer or anything, just a basic user. In the JAWS public beta cycle, there were, means, too many bugs. They were keep keeping fixing. Means there were three public betas, if I remember correctly, and each one had about 50 bug fixes. So was the beta that unstable compared to the NVIDIA release candidates? That's interesting about bug fixes in NVIDIA. And uh, bug fixes in JAWS for Windows. That's in JAWS. Um, I don't want to spread rumors here, and I don't. This is just my guess. Uh, I believe there are more programmers than NVXS does. Although, if we do count number of contributors, I would say if we're in an equal footing when it comes to number of developers here. Uh, the more the way that at least for NVIDIA, the more we get information on how to reproduce this. And if NVX is determines that it's something that will affect majority of us users, I guess, then they'll try to fix Move that. Back for mid testing only zero. Or perhaps, uh, excuse me, or perhaps uh, if the third party developer or developer has time, then they will try to fix that. So that's, you bring up an interesting point about bug fixes and whatnot. Buzz has a question. Hello. Oh, hello. Um, first, really quick, I'd like to congratulate you on the success of NV Access. It's just marching along, a little army going. Um, I just wanted to know, actually, what the Twitter handle for um, Jamie was again, because I, I think I caught it, but I wasn't entirely sure. His Twitter handle, oh, sorry about that, plosives. Uh, Jamie's Twitter uh, handle is J-C-S-T-E-H. One word, that's for James Tay. For Mick Current or Michael Current, his Twitter handle is MD underscore 
C U R R A N one word. That's his Twitter handle. At NV Access, his own Twitter handle is NV Access one word. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AFB Leadership Conference. I'm here at the Helen Keller Project, and I'm speaking to Helen. Hi, Helen. How are you? Hi. I'm very well. I love that. I love your first name. Kind of fits with the project. It's Isn't fantastic. that convenient? Very convenient. Yes. Very, very good. Now, this is something that I personally have not looked into a lot, so uh, I'm really eager to find out a lot more. So, tell us about the Helen Keller Project. The Helen Keller Project is to digitize Helen Keller's archival collection. Um, Helen worked for AFB for 44 years and she bequeathed her collection to us when she died in 1968. There are over 80,000 items in the collection. Wow. Yeah, it's a massive collection. It will be the equivalent of about 153,000 digital files. It'll be correspondence, press clippings, scrapbooks, artifacts. Um, and we are thrilled because last month, finally, we got a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities to uh, for $275,000 to digitize the material. So we are oh, absolutely that's exciting. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. That's great. And the big thing about this is Helen's collection will be available globally wherever you are in real time. So my scholars who call me from Australia and um, Japan, they will, it, it'll be a lot easier to get materials to them. They'll just have to go on the website. And more importantly, and we believe this is a pioneering effort, this collection will be available if you cannot see or hear. Basically, those with disabilities will be able to access the historical collection, which we think has not been achieved before. That's great. So fully inclusive. Absolutely yep. fully inclusive. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And we're trying to get the word out. And yeah. I, I, um, an article that I wrote was published in the Society of American Archivists explaining the project. And I've had emails back um, from librarians and, for example, from Harvard University's Widener Library, I believe it is saying these librarians are thrilled because they've never even really actually thought about making collections um, necessarily available and they're, they're very, very excited at the thought of this project and what it can do to open up their collections to, uh, to those with disabilities. That's amazing. You know, we've heard Helen's voice, Helen Keller's voice right. uh, on some recordings. Right. Are you going to make sure those are available on the Absolutely. website as well? We have yeah. loads. That we have, in fact, it's funny, on a separate project, um, early um, talking books are being... Um, transferred, um, cleaned up, and they will also be on this site. There are, there are sections, it's going to be in, in groups of organic groups of materials like general correspondence, press clippings, audio recordings, so ultimately it will be on there. But the project is a, it's a big project and we hope to be completed by June 2017, but that's, you know, we have a lot of work to do. But I'm very happy because we have the leading disability and historians, feminist historians, we have the gentleman who helped create OCR is on our panel, so we have a lot of really, really good feedback hopefully coming along to help us smooth the way. I'll tell you, when, I, when we uh, first heard Helen speak, uh, it was uh, a very moving moment yeah, when, that, when, the, when the recording started to appear online. And, and so this is just a, a remarkable project, and it's going to be one to follow. So how can people go and find this project and read more about it? Absolutely. The URL for the project, we, we actually we are, have to make it available more on AFB's site. You can go, um, actually, you know what you can do? You can contact me, Helen Selsden, at H-S-E-L-S-D-O-N at AFB.net is my email. Okay. And to get more information, the the URL of the 
site is going to be, we're redoing our own Helen Keller area, so right now we don't have a specific place for it, but it will be up and you'll be able to find, uh, you'll be able to link to the archival material. In the meantime, the URL is um, https colon forward slash forward slash Helen Keller dot local archives dot net. Excellent, excellent. Okay, well, and I'm sure this will be prominently placed on the AFE website, of course. It absolutely will. In the next um, month or so, it'll absolutely be placed on our website, so please Good. do look. And uh, it's marvelous because so many people, so many children, so many adults contact me and contact AFB for information about Helen and now everything will be available. We might even see her love letters up there, huh? I, I don't see why not. There you go. There why you not? Go. Yeah. It's all good. That's right. Absolutely. Because we know we know that you know she's just as you know just like everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So her funny stories will be there. All kinds of absolutely. fun things. The whole nine yards. Absolutely. Oh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, right? And, <laughs> as a, she's a fully rounded human being. Absolutely. What I'm trying to promote. She's a woman made of flesh and blood. Yep. She worked extremely extremely hard yep. to change the lives of those with vision loss and to, she really changed the face of disabilities in the 20th century. Well, well, she's an icon and it's amazing that she, you know, put all of this out there for everyone to read and enjoy and get a historical, uh, you know, idea of what, what her life was all about. So this Absolutely. is very, very exciting. Good. Helen, thank you so very, very much. Excellent. You're more than welcome. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. Thank you again for being with us today on Main Menu. We always appreciate having you here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back again here next week on Main Menu.